Greetings, Quester, and welcome to the Quest Report with Matt and Richard. And welcome to this special Quest Report, where rather than talking about a game, in a way we're talking about many games. Yeah, well, it was a quest. It it's was just, indeed. Normally our quests are in this room yeah. and like with little models and things, but this time we actually got in the car and went somewhere. Yep, we bra- we braved the elements, we braved you know, the A42, mm. and we went to Birmingham to the UK Games Expo. Yay! Yeah, it was great. Now, this was uh, this was my third year at the Expo uh, for yourself. Is it three years you've been going? No, you last couple of years you've been, aren't you? Yeah, this is yeah. my second go at the Expo. Yeah. So, this is, wasn't our, our first time, so we kind of knew to some extent what to expect. Um, but yeah, we went. It was from uh, Friday uh, the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of June, and it was an amazing three days. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. It was a bit bigger than last time, I thought. They, were, they used more halls of the NEC. But it seemed that way, anyway. Like, used more for, like, stalls and stuff. Yeah, because they had used Hall 1 and Hall 2 last year. Mm-hmm. But I think last year, Hall 2 was just um, open gaming. Oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> we so... were doing our own gaming at the hotel. So... Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think this this year, they had Hall 1 and 2. Uh, so you could go straight from 1 into 2. And they had uh, stalls and stuff in... Hall 2 as well. Though and actually, the bring and buy. Yeah, and the bring and buy was there this year instead of uh, Hall 1. But actually, I did think that it was probably less retail retail than it was last year's, actually. I can't tell. This year, it felt like there was more open spaces for games and tournaments and things. I don't know. Um, no, it felt like there was the same amount really? to me. Yeah. It kind of really? felt to me like there were less stores as we were going around. There were less stores to look at. Yeah, but it was the whole but... of Hall One, just like there was last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So um, yeah, so there was there was that. It was, I think, uh, twenty one thousand seven hundred was the amount of individual attendees. Oh yeah, that guy was announcing it at the end. <laughs> yeah. There was, I think they they said something like uh, thirty seven thousand turns. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Turnstile uh, attendance, which incorporate sort of every time someone's been but i think the amount of in, uh, individual visitors over the three days was twenty one thousand seven hundred. Oh, so that was that's a, amount of tickets yeah oh. that, that was bigger attendance than the previous years yeah so but it was the few, biggest it, expo yeah. yeah nice so you know onto onto bigger and better i did think that this year the uh the bring and buy was was less good than it was in previous years there seemed to be less good deals to be had people kept um, saying that i thought um I couldn't really tell the difference. <laughs> it was the first year I remember having to queue up that long inside the Bring and Buy to pay up. Yeah, that, that was I, well, a couple of times there were massive queues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were we were scheduled to be somewhere at like half twelve, and then it got to like half eleven. I thought I'm gonna have to start queuing up now because mm-hmm. I had some games that I definitely wanted to buy. So I started queuing up, and uh, it was a good forty minutes that I was in the queue for. Yeah, I mean we still got some pretty great deals. I mean I got the Outlive Collector's Edition for eighty quid. Which I was really happy with from the Bring and Buy, mm-hmm. and uh, Fire yeah. and Axe I got that for thirty quid. I think you got the the best deal between us though, because you got the Crown and Glory expansion for yeah. Warrior Knights, didn't I you? I got the Warrior tenner. Knights unpunched. Ten I, yeah, I found the Warrior Knights. Yeah, the Warrior Knights expansion. So I kind of knew there was an expansion for Warrior Knights, and it's um, but it's is one of my favourite games. It's not like I've been looking for that mm. expansion, but um, but for a tenner. Yeah, but I love it. Um, yeah, I really love that game. So. Yeah, definitely bought that. That was one of the reasons I had to line up right then because yeah. like, I didn't want to 
have to leave that behind. So yeah. Yeah, I got. Uh, I think for me, I got Shadows in Kyoto from from the Bring and Buy as well. Mm-hmm. It was wrapped, and I only paid fifteen pound for that. So that was a fantastic deal. So thank you to whoever sold that. I've not checked all the contents of of my buys from there because obviously some of them secondhand. You need before you play them, you need to check the contents to make sure everything's in there, and it, you can't really do that inside the Bring and Buy. So Just you have start to having a game of it and see if there's anything missing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check some of the contents, but. Um, um, but yeah, I, do that anything I was quite happy with some of my purchases from there. I've got a new expansion for Mansions, which oh, is yes, the latest you did, one didn't as well. You? Uh, yeah, that was a surprise because you didn't know that was out yet. Yeah, I thought that was out, uh, coming out soon. I didn't realise it was out now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was. it was a really, really great three days. The the live events this year were, were fantastic. Particularly, Richard and I uh, got to go on two different days to the we played nightmare, nightmare live and uh yeah play god let us be dungeoneers which was yeah. great so yeah he was asking for quest items um people were giving quest items and he came out and said that he also needed richard lovell so yeah. <laughs> that was a bit odd he yeah didn't say whether that was to play the game or as a quest item though i, I just volunteered anyway you've opened a chest and found richard lovell <laughs> i just uh, stood up and went anyway yeah. and uh yeah, so um, if you don't know what that is, it's um, it was the show back in the like the eighties and nineties where um, it was people going on a quest, like kids going on a quest in a helmet that stops you from seeing. Yeah, it's a helmet of justice, and because justice is blind, you can't see. Yeah. So your friends, well, it was advisors for us, wasn't it? Yeah. Like these people that were kind of picked, we didn't know them, but uh, yeah, they advised us what was around, how many steps to go forward, things like that, and. Mm. Uh, it's pretty strange when you're in that helmet. <laughs> it really is because you played it on the Friday, and I went back and played it on the the Saturday. And I had, um, I think, Ed and uh, Tommy from Jolly Boat, the Jolly Boat guys. They were my advisors, so you sort of you you're dependent on them to uh, guide you around dangers and to help you overcome obstacles and mm-hmm. and figure out the answers to riddles. That was really fun. And it's really bizarre because you can't see anything. You're literally blind. And you can't hear in a massive amount, can no, you? No, everything's kind of muffled, so you can hear your advisors and you can kind of hear the audience, mm-hmm. um, but everything's a little bit muffled. But, I mean, there is no better feeling than walking out onto a stage and having hundreds of people respond to your question of where am I with... Well, you're in a room. You're in a room. Yeah. So and that so that was a real fantastic ex- experience, and uh, it was kind of childhood dreams come true for both of us, because we were both huge fans of it. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch it all the time. I thought it'd be great to do, but I always kind of thought that if I did do it, because like some of them like just failed like on the first room, and I was glad that neither of us like that. We actually we can't really like tell you about it because you might go and see it, but um, we actually both got to the same room, and Mm. like Matt, Matt, I was I was been really annoyed if like Matt had like won the whole thing, (laughs) but but, no, he died on the same room that I died on, like different way. But well, we still the, died in the same place. The rooms were all kind of di- different to me and you, weren't they? The first room Slightly. Was, was similar, but then afterwards it was like I had to answer a riddle and you had a different riddle. Yeah, um, yeah. I had to like get, pick an item, you had different items, and and so on and so forth. And we just and, responded in different ways as well, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I mean, we, as I say we can't really say anything because we can't uh, share any video or anything from that event. Though we have sh- shared some pictures on our uh, <laughs> Facebook page if you want to go and take a look at that. But yeah, if you ever get the chance to go to see Nightmare Live, do it. Just do it. <laughs> even if even if you don't remember the show, if you've never seen the show, it's still hilariously fun. Yeah. Though, uh, some of it make will it not make a lot funny. of sense if you haven't uh, 
if you don't know anything about the show. Yeah, but at they're all. upfront about that, and yeah. they say this is going to get weird. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It did get weird. It did get weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you like Dungeons, Dragons, Knights, anything like that, go and go into that. Yeah. It is, it is quite different in tone from the the show because the show was always very serious wasn't it yeah whereas it the live show because it's live is it is hilarious yeah yeah it's a it's basically a very it's a good like comedy show mm. with audience participation yeah. and a lot of improv from the actors who were who were great because and sometimes <laughs> sometimes we would completely just uh throw them a bit we didn't mean to but sometimes yeah. things didn't go quite the way they thought they were going to go and they just had to think on their feet and they mm. were they were brilliant at that so yeah, so, it was a, it's a it's a really good show. So if you ever get a chance, yeah, go and see it. We're going to go next year. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it will be there. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to just being in the audience and, w- and watching it. We're going to have uh, a few other people with us next mm. time, so we might see if they can be dungeoneers and we can just <laughs> laugh when Heather, they die. Heather, Heather would be a great dungeoneer. But yeah, yeah, huge thanks to Paul Flannery and the Nightmare Live team for setting that up and for inviting us on to be dungeoneers. Mm-hmm. And a big thanks to Jolly Boat as well for. Uh, helping advise me through that stage uh, of my life. So yeah, <laughs> that blind stage. That had. blind stage when I, where I had. It's good to know I'll have friends to call on if uh, if I ever go blind and I need, need you to be advised through a dungeon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was great. There were some other live shows I wanted to get to, but we we didn't get a chance to get to uh, any of, any of those. So maybe next year we'll we'll try mm. a few more of the live shows. But yeah, I, I think if you're going to go and it's your first time to your UK Games Expo try and plan to do at least one or two of the shows and and just take in more of the event as an experience as opposed to just thinking well i'm going to go and i'm going to buy a ton of stuff um, i didn't think of it that way but no yeah. <laughs> well i think i think the natural um, reaction when you go there for a lot of people is that you're thinking oh, i'm just going to go and i'm going to buy loads of cheap bargain games and i think if you're doing that you're going to miss out on the real experience of the, the games expo around, yeah go look around you can uh, you can see different games being demoed you can try some games i mean i was able to uh, demo some games that i'd backed on kickstarter uh which is great fun because now i know when they come come through i know a little bit already about how to play them and and also i'm glad i've not been sold a turd yeah so you're saying that you didn't go to buy these games because you'd already bought them uh, well i bought a lot of games (laughs) i mean i did buy some games there and i I did enjoy getting some bargains there um but don't just view it as a retail experience because it's not it's a chance to be with your friends it's a chance to meet people that you don't usually see it's a chance to talk to the designers i mean just think about that you can go and talk to the people some of the people that have designed the games that you love that can be a bit awkward because some of the designers like demoing games and i know that sometimes like they're demoing a game and it turns out to be rubbish (laughs) and they're right there oh in the in the playtest area yeah i'm no i'm on about um you can get to me like martin wallace uh, was there signing stuff Right. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but he's designed uh, one of my favourite games, um, and he's got oh, new games coming out all the time. So it would have been a great opportunity to meet him and people like Ian Livingston were there, mm-hmm. who wrote the fant- fighting fantasy books that I've enjoyed for many many years. So it's yeah, it's an, a chance to meet people and and do a lot more than just a shopping experience, mm-hmm. which is uh, always fun. We did get to look at some some games that quite interested me as well. There we're going to talk about U Boot. Yeah. U-Boot. So what were you going to say about U-Boot? Because that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because well. we were we kind of got that demoed for us, didn't we? But we mm. didn't actually play it. But it seemed really interesting. And uh, it's a simulator game where you are being the crew of a submarine. Yeah. And where, the places that we sat down, you were 
like in the captain's seat, mm. weren't you? And you had all that stuff in front of you about being the captain, and I was the chief engineer. The other two things, there was the first officer, wasn't there? Yeah, he's the one that, um, in the game, he interacts with the app and yeah. gives you the information for that. And there was the navigator. Yeah. So each of you, you had like four people that were working for you and you could put them in different places. So you had this uh, submarine in the middle and you had little miniatures mm. representing the people. And it's kind of like the, uh, you know, like in Co Express, you've got your uh, like cardboard layout of the train. When this year mm. had like a cardboard um, U-boat. Uh, with all your different areas on it and you had little miniatures that you could move into different locations to do different things and also on the mat in front of you it had like the different symbols for each possible action you could take in the different rooms so that I mean visually that looked fantastic didn't it it did yeah it looked very good it was the look uh, of it that really drew me in well it's more the mechanics of it that that I thought looked good um like when they say you can give a certain amount of orders so that mm. if you were the captain you could kind of order people to go to their posts yeah in which case you don't have to do you, you then you have the opportunity to move your guys around mm. you um so you can kind of get them ready and everything mm. and yeah with the actions like you said the different symbols you had and you had little tokens that you'd put out but once that was done they would become tired by that amount and then have to rest. So you could end up getting your people very tired. I mean, if they're doing a job that's not their specialty, they get more tired. And uh, you get you get bonuses, obviously, for assigning the right crew to the right tasks. Mm. One of the things that I, I liked as the mechanic, as Richard said, was as, as the captain, you issue a certain amount of orders. And once you go beyond a certain amount, your crew starts to become more and more tired and disgruntled. It's about Effectively, like you're working them to yeah. death, isn't it? Get it's... disgruntled tokens. Yeah. <laughs> so that looked fun. And neither <laughs> when I said it, it visually drew me in. I mean, I saw it on the table, and I just thought, "Oh, that looks interesting. I want to go and mm. I want to go and look at that." And so I sat down, and it actually turned out to be a much uh, different game to the one in my head that I initially thought. I think because of the you thought it was Colt Express, but in the water. Yeah, you know, little bandits were going on the sea bed. <laughs> yeah, basically, I just thought, "Oh, that." That that's an interesting sort of setup, similar to Cortex Press. So I want to go and find out what that's about. Um, and actually, it, it was it was a lot more in depth and tactical yeah. than I, I thought it was going to be. So you mentioned about the app, um, yeah, and it's the first officer that has the app, and I think yeah. that's really cool because then he has to look at the app and then advise the captain of what's happening. I like, mm. tell the captain what's happening, then the captain can give orders to yeah. the others. I think that's a, that's a really cool thing because like he's the more hands-on one and the captain's yeah. the decision maker. So, And uh, cool. I mean, the, the guy showed us how a little bit of how the app works as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So like um, you can up Periscope and, and you can uh, do like a 360 rotation on the app yeah. to look around and see what, what's, what's there, what's not going on on the surface. So yeah, it seemed like everyone had some quite interesting things that they could do yeah so that is definitely one that i want to be uh, looking at when it when that's out mm-hmm. so uh, another game that caught my interest was nanti narking which is i mean uh, we've talked before about how much we like ank more pork by martin wallace oh yeah so and that's th- yeah that's the same guy isn't it? he's the same guy yeah. yeah um and there's nanti narking because when sir terry pratchett sadly passed away uh, his estate decided to not to renew the license for a uh, Ankh Morpork, which is why it's been going for like three times its original selling value, mm. uh, just because it's it's such an in-demand game and it's so rare. So what the, Martin Wallace has done is he's created basically the same game, but set in the Victorian area with characters from like Dickens and mm-hmm. the character, like Oliver Twist and other characters. Um, 
I suppose you can't but dodge it, yeah. If they've <laughs> if they're not renewing the license, and he's he's taken uh, like some real life characters, I think, as well, and put them into the mix. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I'm I can't wait to see it because Animal Pork is one of my f- favorite games. I love Animal Pork. I love the way the game plays, and I love the Discworld. I'm a huge Pratchett fan, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to seeing if this game gives me the same feel that I get from Animal Pork. Yeah, yeah. Should be nice, hey, but we, we know we've, we've still got Antmore Pork, haven't we? But it'll oh, be yeah. interesting to play the London version and see what that's like. You and Heather were a bit too good at Antmore Pork because <laughs> you two have played it a lot anyway. Like, we've played it so, to yeah. play a few, a fair few times. We've played it with other people before. Cause mm. I generally everyone I play that game with has uh, said to me that they've really loved it. Yeah, I enjoy so. it. I just I just enjoy kind of like getting to have all the characters on the cards and everything and build my own buildings in Ankh Morpork and stuff. I, I don't consider me in the runnings when we play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's... Um, I don't know how to respond to that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's... There was there was that that was there. There was some other other games that I quite liked the look of. There was a new version of Hannibal out right. as well, which was... Oh, yeah, I kept seeing the signs for that. Yeah, and that, um, that looked like it could be interesting, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to demo that. I had a look at Escape the Dark Castle, Oh yeah, as we wandered around, um, that interesting. Funnily enough, I because Escape the Dark Castle had come back to Kickstarter on the Friday morning of the expo, so um, because there was a new expansion for it out, and so I backed that when we were at the hotel before we set off for the expo, and um, because I backed for the expansion, I was able to get the the base game and everything as part of the Kickstarter. So I was looking at it from the point of view of. Do, is this a Kickstarter that I want? Do I want this game? And actually, I looked at it. I don't, yeah, but I still have time to cancel my pledge if it turned out to be a dud. So I was making sure, and I, I really did like the way the game looks. I think the art, though, is very Marmite. Did you get to look at that at all? The, it's all um, black and white. It's all black and white, and I think, and it's very stylistic as well. So I think if you like the style, then you'll probably love the game. But I think otherwise. I, I don't think the art's going to be a, a win with everyone, but I look, really like the way the game but it looks, looks pretty to play. Dark, doesn't it? It's a dark castle. So. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and there's um, a Euro game I looked at as well. Called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this remotely right. Uh, Gujang, Gujang, something like that. The Forbidden City. It's a it's a Chinese uh, themed game, and it, it looks fantastic. It's a Euro game. Uh, that's definitely one to check out. That one's been on Kickstarter as well just <clears> recently. So. Um, there was a few other bits that I saw. Not as I mean, they were the ones that really caught my eye. Was there anything else that um, you saw, Richard? From games that we saw, um, there wasn't that many new ones. Um, mm. Just part of kind of what we did, though. Um, I don't know if we've done a quest report about Rebellion yet. No, we, we haven't. We played a great game of Rebellion the first time, the first night we were there, mm. and uh, it was the first time when I've played as the Rebels mm. and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just... We played with the uh, little character cards as well. I think you are kind of meant to do that, but I haven't mm. done that previously. But, um, yeah, it, it there was a lot of thinking the Empire were going to win and thinking the Rebels were going to mm. win, and it was a very back-and-forth game. It was, that was really good. So mm. we have to talk about Rebellion sometime. We also played Chaos in the Old World, and that was a that was a great game of that as well. Um, Raiders of the North Sea was another one. Raiders of the North Sea. We played. It was really late when we played that, and uh, I was really tired. But I really, I did enjoy that game. Uh, so we'll have to talk about that one as well sometime. So yeah, I've got a bunch of games that we've played while we were there. We can't go as well without talking about Legends Untold. Now, Legends Untold was a game that we demoed 
last year at the expo. We keep demoing that. And we demoed it again <laughs> this year at the expo. Um, it I did mean, worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I backed that on Kickstarter when I first saw it, and that was before we first demoed it last year. Yeah. So we played it again this year. We didn't do as well this year. I thought the rolls, were the rolls yeah, the, some of the dice rolling was atrocious. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it has been updated, and I think it it works better now than it did when we played it the first time. Yeah, I I really like that as a kind of minimalist kind of uh, dungeon crawl game mm. cooperative. Which uh, I mean, I, I love playing Gloomhaven, but obviously it's so high maintenance that is, and this mm. one is like the opposite. It's yeah. just a few cards and stuff. And it's like that was, deal a few cards out and you're done, really. Yeah, aren't you? so I was really expecting that to be out <laughs> so sooner, but yeah. <laughs> I think that they've um, they did explain that there were some things that they weren't too happy with, so they spent a bit of time getting it right. Yeah, and so I'd rather they got it right the first time than than rush it out. So because uh, we'd wail on it if it had loads yeah. of mistakes. <laughs> but no, we we loved it. We really like that one. So be sure to check that one out. Yeah, um, that's great. We we picked up a few pretty cool accessories and oh yeah, as well. I went to because last year I bought some dice trays from. Um, one particular seller that was there this, mm-hmm. this year bought another dice tray but some dice towers and things as well so that was all we've got plenty of them now yeah. so that's good um, I got the um, realistic tokens for Scythe mm. and also I got a couple more Automa decks because I, I love playing Scythe with the Automa mm. but uh, I've tried it with two Automa now mm. and uh Got a pretty complicated, but I'm going to try that again sometime. I like the idea of having a five-player game with some humans and some Automa. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that we did, which was really, really cool, was me and Richard went and posted to have our own miniatures made. Yeah, uh, and Ryan. In- and Ryan, yeah. Inside the box, there was um, ITB, was one of the people that had a stall at the expo this year. Um, we got the Subterra's uh, collector's edition from them. But yeah, they... Gave us an opportunity for a mere nineteen pounds, dear listener. A mere nineteen pounds, we were able to go and pose for a three D um, scan. Uh, so they're going to make a model of us. They had props there as well, so that we could, um, like, you could have a helmet on, or you could have a a warhammer, a sword, or some other kind of equipment and tech and and things like that. There was a shield as well. So it was ever so weird though, because you have to stand on this uh, like rotating disc. Don't you? Why For three can't... minutes, yeah. And so you have what... to hold up any kind of pose that you do. Yeah, so whatever stance you're going to do for your miniature, uh, obviously you want to do something cool, but it's got to be something you can hold for three minutes while being spun around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we did spin around three times during that mm. time, didn't we? And uh, it, yeah, it, it captured our likenesses really well. We've looked on the... Uh, we got to see on the laptop yeah. afterwards what it looked like. Like for me, I held the shield and the mace and uh, the shield hadn't really picked up all that well. No. But they can just put that in later. They can just say, well, it's holding a shield. Mm. So we're going to get a few options of how we can like change our miniatures slightly and then they'll send them to us. So I'm sure we will tell you about it and I'll probably show you the miniatures <laughs> when oh, they arrive. A picture on our social media when the miniatures come through. I, think I, had, um, I had some armour on and a shield on my back and a warhammer. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that comes out. That And, and to be honest, I've, since then, I've been trying to lose weight. So I think if they're at the expo next year, I am definitely going to want to go back and have a new mini made if I manage to get a load of weight off. So it'll be yeah. like, here's, here's fat me and here's current, not quite as fat me. And yeah, do one really ripped one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also think it'd be great to have minis for different uh, games. 
Well, yeah, I think, yeah, that's more... What you, I would like to have the same mini for multiple games. Mm. I think that's a cool idea. Like, you have the, what it's meant to be, mm. and then you just thought, but it's me. Yeah, <laughs> but like, you could have like a fancy mini. It'd be quite fun to have like some sort of sci-fi style yeah. themed mini as well. They had a gun and some dynamite there, so yeah. I thought next time I'll do one that's particularly for mansions. Yeah, like a noir style, maybe going mm. in. It'd be great to be able to just go somewhere and have that done because you could like take some props with you and you could mm. have a, a suit maybe to for, look like a, a guy from the mansions era, like from the 1920s. Yeah. Uh, that would be really great because mansions is a game that we we love and play a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, any, any game that you play a lot would be great to have a mini for that theme that you could just yeah, bring out to different just games. Channel your character. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's fun. But yeah, we um, we had a tremendous time at the expo. Really enjoyed the three days. If you've not been, I highly recommend it. I mean there's some other really good uh, cons as well like Handycon and Aircon uh, that are great for going and playing playing games. But the expo is great because of the people you get to meet there I think and uh, you get to see just so many games being demoed. And it's I think there are games that I saw that if I hadn't seen them at the the, uh, the the expo, I probably would have ended up going and bought it, bought them and regretted it. And then there are other games that I've seen that I wouldn't have been too sure with, but like U-Boat, uh, U-Boot, sorry. Uh, but now we've seen it, I definitely want to go there. I've, I want to get that game and I want to play it and I want me and Richard to go and sink some enemy ships. Yeah, simulate dying on a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So... <clears throat> that was our expo experience. Did you get to the expo this year? If you have, please let us know in the comments what you thought about that. And before we uh, we go, we want to say one final big thank you to the many, many volunteers that uh, bring the expo to life. Because while me and Richard are wandering around enjoying our Nightmare Live shows and our uh, demoing and everything, there are many, many volunteers that are working incredibly long hours, working tirelessly to make it actually happen. So they've given up of their time so that we can all have fun so big thank you to that and if it's if you're in a position where you could consider volunteering for another year be sure to take a look at the uk games web expo website uh, because i'm sure they'd appreciate as much help as they can get so thank mm, you guys it's a good cause for it us is. to have fun stay medicine Farewell, Quester. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.